recorded live. So here we are. Yes, I know, doesn't it? It looks like it's snowing, but it actually isn't. It's just white out. <laughs> we can pretend that it's snowing if you want to. We can pretend. Is it better for you? Can you see? You can see me okay, right? Can you see me okay? It just seemed very great before. For well, I have to tell you, it, for now it's totally fine. If you were to do video, I would highly encourage you that you do use the light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when I, use, when I do video. Yeah, great. So you're absolutely right, Donna. I am really, really bummed because I recorded some really cool information, and I was so bummed that I went to uh, – to check myself, and I, I couldn't listen either. So I don't know what went wrong. Uh, so huge apologies because it was 17 minutes and I think 14 seconds. I remember so clearly. I was, like, so bummed. Um, but I've been having a lot of trouble with the Internet this week. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's Mercury. Who knows what it is. I want to make triple sure that now we're recording. The recording has started. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. It's better if I put this on because there's a little bit of an echo, isn't there? Uh, not on my side. Okay. Okay, so then we're good. You can all you all can hear me, okay? Great, wonderful. Okay, so I'm gonna close here. These couple. So I would love. There were such great questions that Sarah and Paula posted that I would love to answer to those. Um, and see, there's something, there's something else. Of course, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. But um, hmm, and I even list, you know, and just even, oh, I have it right here. How are you all doing? Really good. A, a tiny bit too busy for my taste. My mom is here. We're leaving to for New York. As soon as the call is over, so we have to take her to the airport. So there's a lot going on, <laughs> but it's it's good, and I've been shopping like crazy. So that is that's a very good thing. Whenever whenever things happen, oh. so Paula won't be able to here we go. Paula won't be able to uh, be here with us today. She wrote. She wrote to me, and then I'm going for so she. So I, I would I would like to start with her, if that's okay with everybody. Uh, and I think that what's going to come up is there's different um, different things that I talked about that I would love to um, reiterate. And I'm just like, um, so Bonnie, are you still having trouble with the with the camera? It looks like. Yeah, I just, it looks like there's a, a 
Yay! <laughs> Talk about invisibility, right? <laughs> Didn't that happen last time too? Yes. Good to see you. That's wonderful. Okay, I'm so glad. Thanks for remembering, Donna. So Paula wrote, I am personally adding, added using EFT prior to talking with potential clients and using it prior to doing my first online workshop. I found this really helps calm me and ground me in my body. And her question is, can you talk about how to do tapping with a group for the first time and thinking of two possibilities? Introducing tapping to the women with chronic illness support group that she runs as a volunteer. And then the second is next year I'll be running a business coaching small group online like a mastermind group. I'm wondering how would your how would you introduce it to an entire group, some who never have heard of tapping and some who don't quite get the emotional piece of shifting one's life, especially in the chronic illness group. Also wondering how do you decide what to tap on in a group setting? Personally, I love it. I love it if on a few, okay, so that's something she said in our future classes, if I will select one tapping technique, we learn on level two and review it briefly, revising it orally and visually, if we are on Zoom, would be uh, would help me integrate it better. So one thing that I want to mention is that if any of you would like to record these, I'm more than happy to allow you to record on your camera on your computers. Are you interested in recording the video part? Because it is recording on the on the audio, and I double check that it's happening. I'm gonna do it again just in case. Yeah, we're all good there. Um, would anybody any of you like to record? would like to, but otherwise just faces, I don't need to have anything. Right. So. That was me. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, Bonnie, would you like to record the the video portion as well? I feel the same way as Donna. Yeah, as long as we can, I do like to listen to the recording, mm -hmm. mm. after, you know, during the week. So, but that's good. Other than the last one, I did go to try and listen to the Yeah, I had deleted it, but I... It wasn't you. Somehow there was a blip in technology this week, and it just didn't record. And and I I'm so I'm sorry. And I you know if I say so myself, it was a good one. <laughs> so the intention was really good, <laughs> and it didn't quite translate into you know into the actual audio. So I want I want to talk about that. So how to introduce it for a group? And this is I think is true for anybody because if it can be used beautifully within a group. And how to I would say to introduce it when it's people that I think for everybody is uh, wonderful to introduce it in a simple way. And the way that I have done it is to use an experience, because like Paula was saying, there's people that don't connect very much the emotional component of how they feel to their physical symptoms or their situation or other symptoms. Right? It could be like different uh, relational issues, it could be physical issues, it could be emotional, uh, sorry, it could be financial issues, and somehow they're not connecting the emotional piece, the body piece with what is going on in their life. So I think that the best, the best way to do it is to actually create an experience. Um, I find that the simpler, the better. And I go with, I'm targeting anxiety, even though I may not name it as such. So I say, you know, one of the things that I say is like, you know, most people in this day and age experience at some point some level of stress. And stress usually happens if there's something that we 
know that we have to do. Uh, you know, and so I ask people to think of something. We're gonna. I want to run you by a, an experience. That this is what I would say. There's something that I would like to share with everybody that is very simple. It's extremely powerful, and in, in the moment where we want to shift and under, you know, shift where we where we're at or what's going on for us that is interfering with what we want, it's really important to use it. It's extremely simple, and I would love for you to just you know just test. we're gonna try it out instead of giving a lot of feedback, because I could answer the questions about how it was invented, how it was created, how it works, blah, 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 all that stuff. But that's so much head stuff, and I want to get the buy-in first. So the first thing that I say is, like, can you think of anything, anything at all, that is in your to-do list, or maybe you you haven't even put it there because you don't really want to do it, and it could be something simple like you have to organize your closet, or you have to confront someone in your life, or you have to have a very difficult conversation, be with a child, a boss, a coworker, or maybe sending an email to someone. Maybe it's just doing something for your business, something for yourself. Maybe you know that you need to start, you know, eating gluten-free, whatever it might be, and you can always um, tailor it for the, the audience that you have in front of you, right? Business-wise, relationship-wise, whatever it might be. But just think of something in your life that you know that you really want to do, that is somewhat pending, that would be really good for you to get it done, that you have been kind of procrastinating. So we get the sense, right? And I gave all the different examples. Then I said, now notice for a second, if you just imagine yourself, and I always say, you know, I invite you to close your eyes because it's easier to get in touch with our sensations and what's going on. If we do so, if you're not comfortable doing that, no problem. But just say, you know, just notice I'm going to invite you to consider that as soon as, you know, I stop talking, you're going to actually start taking action and reaching out to get that done. And notice what happens in your body. So imagine you're starting, you know, you're opening your computer to type that email you're getting to the phone to call that person that you need to have a difficult conversation with, whatever it might be for you. Just, and I always invite people to write something down, even if it's just very briefly. So it's like, okay, this is what I how, – how would you feel? What is going on in your body when you think of that? And actually, you know what? It might be really cool for you ladies to do it, to get a sense like, what is it right now of something that you can think of? that would be great for you to do that you have been putting up. You'll have something, and you know, Sarah, Sarah left for a minute, but that's all right. So imagine that you're about to do it. And just notice what comes up for you. Specifically, sensations, any sensations in your body, any particular thoughts that say, oh, do we really have to, or something of that sort. What do you notice? Especially pay attention if there is any tension or contraction in any part of your body, shoulders, solar plexus. Notice how intense it is. The scale of, you know, zero, that there's absolutely no tension or no intensity at all, 
and 10 that is like, oh, please just get me out of here. I don't want to get these. I don't want to do these at all. How intense it is, you just, just notice. And then because they're already active, what I'm going to invite them to do right away, I say, you know, we're going to do something together. That is going to be a little weird, but it's really going to help. And I said, just mimic myself, mimic me. You know, we're going to just do these tiny little gentle little toppings, right? And I just watch them through the points. And I just say something like, I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. It would be good for me, but I really don't want to do it. I actually refuse to do it. It's just something that I've been putting it off. It's too much. It's just hard. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So I run them through like three or five rounds. Uh, it's wonderful if you get the, you know, if you get some people's feedback to use that. Um, and and really um, invite them to sense into their bodies and then we check in. So that's what I would do for a group is great. Um, can you think of, any, any of you ladies have trouble thinking of something that you have to do that would be really good at you putting off? immediately had a strong physical reaction. Yeah. It was actually very helpful just to even notice that that's been going on, and I didn't even realize that I have such a strong internal physical reaction. Yeah. And it's, and it's simple because we can all think of something that we've been putting off, or the, even if we haven't been putting it off, that we know that would be good for us to do, and we kind of know it, you know, we really know it, but we just, eh, yeah, but I can do it next week. I can do it, right? We have those kind of things. So it's pretty mild, but it does, like Bonnie was saying, it really does bring up some intensity, and we can definitely do some tapping in a minute. Um, so that's the way that I would introduce it with a group. And then in answering um, Paula's question of how to introduce it, what kind of exercise. I have worked with groups, and I work with groups all the time, which I totally love, um, so the first thing is how to introduce it, because then that's where we get the buy-in, right, for everybody. And the second way that I use it a lot is using a volunteer. I tend to do that uh, in a in a second a second time. Once I introduce it to the group and we tap together, then I explain a little bit of what is it that we did, how it works, a little bit of the theory. You can, you know, for Paula and everybody, you can always go back to the. Um, you know, how it was created and the different versions and what resonates for you, uh, why it makes it work and why is it that it changes our nervous system. And I, I just talk about the stress response in the body because people know what that is and reducing just the tension in the nervous system is something that people can experience. So that's a wonderful way of bringing the mind, body, and emotional connection. So the, uh, the second way in which I use um, tapping in groups that I have had wonderful results is borrowing benefits. So, it's, and, and I use, so I choose a volunteer that is going to, you know, if Paula was talking about a, a chronic, um, you know, chronic illness support group, I would say, okay, what is going on today? I get a little bit of a sense from everybody if it's not too large a group. And then I said, who would like to work today? So everybody has gotten in touch with what is going on for them. It could be like 
symptoms have exacerbated or something they're getting frustrated about or they feel like fear and you know impotence whatever it comes up for them so they're in touch with their own their own issues they talk maybe they do a little uh, brief check-in and then I ask for a volunteer everybody puts aside their own um, their own issue and we tap as if let's say we were Donna is Donna is the volunteer today um, and it really works. Not only is wonderful how it works, and then of course we check in again, right? Like so, this is actually uh, like it's interesting because we are doing what Vala was saying. It's like borrowing benefits, how it works, why it works, and probably has a lot to do with what is the global consciousness. There are issues that we're going to be touching upon, especially if we have a group of people that have similar issues. Where be it you know business issues or be um, chronic illness issues, whatever it might be, whatever the case might be. But the truth is that there's something that is um, they're here together to release, to um, to you know transform in a way, and to overcome. So it's so good that what you're going to say is going to resonate. And the other thing that I have noticed many many times is that people say, oh my God, I hadn't thought of that. But when you said it, I totally resonated with it. So there is something about the group, uh, the group consciousness, the global consciousness, um, the healing, the group healing, and it's very, very easy to, you know, to bring them in. But you, when you, we do need to get the buy-in in the beginning. So that was one thing that I wanted to mention. Any questions or any comments about these or anything that you'd like to add? Wow, they're all, you're all like, you got it? It makes sense? It's easy, simple? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Great. Bonnie, yeah, you too? Well, simple, but maybe not easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to practice. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I did not, you know, even though I had, you know, 15 years plus of therapy, you know, as, as a therapist when I came into coaching and, and I started using EFT, it took me a while also to develop my confidence. And the only way to develop it is just using it, right? It's like, it is like riding a bike, but you have to ride it because if you ride it once, you know, even if you go down and you kind of get it, if you don't do it again, next time it's going to be, be difficult. So... Uh, a great thing is to get a group of friends, so, you know, and, and I'm doing a little beta testing on a, on a program that I have, and I would love to share it with you. It would make you feel more relaxed. It would make you, you know, don't bring wine and cheese, because otherwise that would tell me a whole different relaxation, not that I'm against that. But, uh, you know, if you have a group of friends or, you know, it could be anywhere. Um, that is, it's really cool. Um, Donna, Sarah, good with these? Wonderful. Uh, and then I wanted to answer Sarah's as well. I've been incorporating EFT more frequently into my daily practice, and I've been using it more frequently in sessions. Question is, I have a friend who's hoping to lose weight. This was a good one, yes. And I have taken her through some food craving work, but just wondering if there are any specific suggestions. And of course, I want to hear your successes in person. I would love to. Um, I would love to do what you said about how you said you said boundaries and things have shifted. So I definitely want to hear that. Oh well, just that for a, well for a long time I've worked 
sort of whenever I can, right? That, you know, my kids were, are still young. And so for a while, it made sense to do a lot of evening and Saturday stuff. But now that the kids are older and they're more involved, I have this anxiety, like, I really want to be working when they're, you know, more typical hours and, and be home more when they're home. And it took me a while to, like, to be like, no, I'm done with Saturdays for a lot of reasons. Um, I had my the expected me to be available that day because they were used to it. And, and then one day, it was like, it was actually funny because one of my clients asked me, a new client, and he was like, oh, you know, he sort of, he sort of asked me about when I worked. And I don't know why. I said, oh, well, I work, you know, some Saturdays. And he was like, oh, you know what? They'll come other days. You don't have to work some Saturdays. <laughs> and I was like, you're so right. And I was like, all right. And then that day, I just decided I was done. And I just, you know, I figured out, oh, I may have to do a couple of Saturdays to my clients that I already have. But, oh, guys, I'm done. They're like, okay, you're going to have to do it. And I was just done. Awesome. So, schedule is full. I'm not meeting, you know, I'm not, I didn't like all of a sudden lose out on all that time. I started filling those sort of daytime, you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. clock, so. That is awesome, because it really, it's, whoops. <laughs> That's all right. It's so great when you set up your schedule, and that is a, a similar thing, is the, the anxiety or the fear that we are there to, to support them, right? So whenever it works for them, we're going to be available, when in reality, this is one thing that that's one thing that I said in the recording that I, I'm glad that I'm remembering because I learned in the beginning I was doing so many different things and Stefan I remember that I was exhausted I would have like three four clients and I would be like you know so tired and he said if you're working harder than your clients there's something that is off and needs to change uh oh did this just kick me out yes. But I'm still recording and I'm still telling, you know, telling everybody I know that it's going to be what is going on here. I need to make uh, absolutely sure that this is okay. Let me see what's happening. One second, I'll fix something. Oops, there we are. Okay. Hi. I'm telling you, it was no joke that my, I just left, right? Yeah, you were frozen and then you left. That's so, well, but you know what? The, record, the the sound is way better now, so that's that's okay. That's totally fine. You can hear me. Everything's good. Yes. Okay. Great. Wonderful. So, what I was saying was that when you start working harder than your clients, there's the equation is not you know the ratio is not right. So it, you know, and with that goes setting boundaries for your schedule, setting boundaries for how much you devote to your business, how available you are to clients, all kinds of things. And it just makes such a big, big difference. It's a, so it's, it's really, and congratulations. That is really a great success. I love it. Um, and the, so regarding the weight loss, this is something that, um, first of all, I want to say it's a pretty complex issue. We all know that, I think, or most people know that. <laughs> Sorry, I that. What did you say, Lava? It's a what issue? Complex. Very oh. complex. This is very there's a lot of different complexities and you know, it's complicated. It's not it's not simple. Um primarily because so there's there's two two components, just like with a lot of different uh, things. 
Then we have the coping. And with the coping, we can talk about um, the, starting with the craving. Craving tapping is great. You don't hear their acorn, right? Do you? Okay. Okay. Because I, I hear it. I don't know if it's going to be okay for the for this recording or not. What I do wouldn't want, and now it's defined. What I wouldn't want is to be echoey on the audio for you, because it would be it would not it would be annoying. There it is again. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I see if that, if that works, okay? Let me see if I can. Okay. Let's see if this makes a difference. Because I wonder, yeah, I muted you temporarily, and I'll unmute you in a second. But uh, I think that there's something about the bouncing back. So when it comes to um, to weight loss, it's a complex issue. You do It is important to start with cravings because what happens is that the, the person is really motivated and really wants to lose weight, so but yeah, they feel like all oh, they have all these different cravings. So starting with something very simple and doing again, the refusal tapping is wonderful because I'm going to have these no matter what, and this is not going to work. And so they're voicing it, and they really want to have it, so they're just you know going there. So that definitely will reduce their cravings and their desire to have whatever it is or whatever behavior they will they would want to have. It is a different addiction. But if we stay within um, weight loss and food, that is a really, really important tool for them to have. And what I would highly recommend is that they don't use it when they are about to reach or they feel the craving, but to do more like a, a preventative. So you say, okay, it would be really important that you think about that food that you most like or identify together what is that, you know, the, the which hour, right? Like, uh, is it, you know, right in the afternoon? Is it after dinner? When is it? So you actually, even an hour earlier or more, ideally it would be great if you give them a tiny tapping. You can even record it. For me, it's much easier to record than to create a script. But you could actually, you know, or you could record what you're doing together, give them a little typing script to use. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, even if it's like three rounds, be like early in the morning. So they do one in the morning and then then an hour before whatever, which hour it is for them, right, for people at different times. So you're actually already reducing the intensity uh, of whatever might be coming. It's all, you know, and it, you know, if they say, well, it's not going to work, and just, just do it as placebo, you know, just – if you, whatever it may be, and you can even tap on, like, this is not going to work. I'm still going to eat whatever I want. That's all right as well, you know, if that is the biggest issue. Now, that, again, is about coping. Healing and really transforming the issue has more to do with the addictive behavior that is twofold because it is, in this case, the food, but it's also like the mind going into, like, when I eat this, I'm going to feel better. And that can be conscious or not, but it's like, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be a reward. It could be, you know, and with food, as with most addictions, it could be, and it may or may not be an addictive thing. It doesn't have to be, right? But it's, it clearly is an overeating. It's about um, escaping whatever emotion is going on, whatever stress is going on. And that is where the deeper thing comes in. And that's when the actual... Um, what can I call it, the preventative tapping is so useful because we're already helping the nervous system relax. So 
for that piece, it would be really uh, great to start developing. So this is, we're talking about almost like a, a mini program that you can create with her, right? Um, where you first are going to teach her about cravings, how they work, how to tap for them, when to tap for them. And then there's a second module, let's call it, which is undoing, you know, or like, yeah, yeah, undoing or opening up and transforming what lies underneath the food. And is it, and you know, and this is part of an exploration, is then what is going on for her? Like what, um, so there's actually, I think, of three different modules that we can go on. And if any of you is really interested, I can just briefly tell you about it. But one has to do with what is it that they're escaping, consciously or unconsciously, any stress, any different pieces that are there. But then there's a third module that has to do with what is the negative side of actually losing the weight. So the other way of putting it, what is the positive of keeping this weight? Is it that was there something, you know, are they concerned that if they lose the weight, they're going to be more attractive? And therefore, it's going to be a risk, especially if somebody had was sexually harassed or approached in a inappropriate way. So all of that is going on underneath, right? So that person is going to resist or sabotage their progress if they really want to, um, if they really feel like doing accomplishing their goal is going to have a negative consequence for them. The deeper the deeper issue, the deeper healing lies with the unwinding the nervous system, and then learning how to live with different uncomfortable emotions. Because with most things, and I am um, unmuting you if you have any questions or comments, um, the biggest thing when it comes to addiction is that we, are, we tend to use a substance or a behavior to we, you know, consciously or unconsciously escape something that is not pleasant. Uh, so that is the, the part that is a little bit more complex to unwind. But the, what with tapping, what we can do is just, um, there's a much better word than preventative. It's, more, it's almost like they use it um, a lot with, see, this is, when, when I have everything open, it starts getting really echoey for me. Um, any questions or comments so far? So this is a really complex but really fabulous issue to touch upon. Um, I think the only thing is that it was clear once we got started, like it, it was clear how just emotional it all is for my, you know, the person that I'm working with, my friend. Um, and so then I was sort of like, I was wanting like some direction because I was like, well, we could just start going into like all of this stuff, and that seems like maybe it's not the best thing to do. So this is very helpful. I think that it's um, the other piece that I wanted to mention was that when we work with uh, with close friends or family, to be very aware that you may hit um, you may hit some intense stuff, and that has to be something that may that has to be brought up up front because a lot of people think like, oh, you know, we can just tap on these and tap on we can tap on your cravings and we can even you know think of a diet together and you know no big deal it seems somewhat superficial, right? That it's like, oh, it's just behavioral and it's just, just food. But food has a lot of different, you know, ramifications and 
So it's, it's really it's really complex. That's what I was saying. So any questions or comments from any of you about these? Wow, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm explaining everything that brilliantly or you're. I don't think that. One of my questions in general, so I'm glad you're addressing this in using the weight loss as an issue to demonstrate the coping versus healing. Yeah. Because is there a, um, you know, is there kind of a protocol about is coping kind of the first level and then you do work to go to the healing in any with any issue or is this specific to the weight loss issue? That's a great question, Bonnie, and that has 100% to do with what kind of practitioner we are. So Stefan tends to go deep. He dives deep. He just, in the first, so in the, in the, in the intake, he actually makes, that's a family, you know, family history, assesses and determines what are the issues that need to be released and transformed in order to release the symptoms. And he just goes boom, 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 and does that. Uh, I have a more top to bottom approach instead of bottom to top approach. I definitely do the deep healing. But I want to share with you, for example, the case that I had um, today. Today I had a client who she has MS, and she's, uh, we're doing deep healing, a lot of deep healing. And today she came and she said, I want a strategy. I want a protocol and a very simple thing that I can do with my leg that starts jumping and hurting in the middle of the night when I try to sleep, and I just don't know what to do with it. And this it, it, it is something that is, it was really important for, for, for me to continue to learn and to share with you because I went into a healing session with her. I've been working for quite a while. This, I knew was connected with something much deeper, and I went into it, and I started, like, doing a – I was heading for a matrix, a matrix reimprinting session. And she stopped me, and she said, this is not working for me today. I need something that tonight when it's 2 in the morning and I'm feeling desperate and I'm hurting and I'm feeling uh, total, what, did, what was the word she used too? Um, I'm feeling angry and I'm, feel, I'm feeling angry, desperate, and impotent. Like I don't know what to do and my leg is jumping and if I walk, it hurts and I cannot do anything and I'm just wanting to sleep but I'm so scared that this means that I'm getting worse. I want something to relax because what I want instead is just to be able to rest. I know that that's hugely important for me, blah, blah, blah. So I completely switch, switch gears. I was like, no problem. Let's just completely switch gears. And what I did with her was a choices method. So this is for Paula. We're revising here the choices method. <laughs> a little bit um, not deep, deep depth. But what we did was talking about how she felt and it came, you know, there were four very intense emotions. She was feeling desperate, impotent, angry, and I have it right here because I wrote it down. Desperate, impotent, scared, and um, so scared, angry, desperate, and impotent. Like not able to do anything. Uh, and they said, what would you like to feel instead? So we created the word, the, the second part, the positive statement that was, I want to feel completely at peace knowing that I'm, uh, I want to feel at peace knowing that I'm completely healthy. And so I have it right here so I can share it exactly. I don't need to come up with anything else. Um, and trusting. So that was the other thing, right? Feeling desperate and so scared. So 
I choose to feel uh, in peace, at peace, full of full of health and trust. I'm translating because it was Spanish, so I'm sorry that the, this English contractions or grammar may be a little off, but you, you get the gist of it. And um, so what happened was that I just shared with her that little piece. Is that coping? Yes, it is coping. But it's helping her with something that is, she was in a desperate place, and by the end of the session, not only we created the, the you know, all the words and the little script, but, I, you know, she wrote down how to do it, how to do this protocol. Of course, I said, not only are you going to do it at 2 in the morning, I wanted to do it as a part of your bedtime ritual. So you're already, you know, preparing your system for a different, being in a different place. Um, it's entirely up to you, Bonnie, how you want to go about it. Um, I think it's really wonderful for somebody that has not, it depends so much on the level of experience of people in therapy. If people have, you know, come to you and they have done years of therapy, they have done coaching, they know EFT or they know other modalities, they're totally open to doing the deep dive, then by all means, um, most of the time I find that as humans, including myself, and I do like a deep work, but I I like gentle, you know, and sometimes it's nice. And the beauty of having the coping protocols, let's call it, or, you know, strategies or tapping scripts, and then doing the deep healing with you is and then it's very empowering because you can actually teach something like the choices method, you know, where you um, just for the sake of Paul and everybody remembers it, but I'm just going to say very briefly. So you create like, even though I'm feeling desperate, I choose to feel at peace, right? That, that's to make it super short. That's the one that we created today. And it's three times in the Karadicho point, even though I'm feeling desperate, I choose to feel at peace three times in the Karadicho point. And the first round through the 10 points is all the negative. I'm feeling desperate, I'm feeling desperate, I'm feeling desperate all 10 times. The second round is all positive. I choose to be at peace. I choose to be at peace. Second round completely 10 points. And then repeating the whole sentence, right? The whole negative sentence and the whole positive sentence. So you are not going like the flow of consciousness where you start a sentence and keep on talking while you do different points. You stay in one point and repeat the whole sentence. And the third one is the most important is I'm feeling desperate through the, the 10 points. So I'm feeling desperate. And the next one is I choose to feel peace. I'm feeling desperate. I choose to feel at peace. Ending, no matter how many points you use or where, you know, if you miss one, ending with the positive. And that's the whole protocol of the choices method. So it's simple to, to, um, to guide a client through. And I find it very empowering. Every time that I've done it, I do feel better, even if the issue is not completely resolved. So, so is that that's kind of a coping strategy that one can use along the way at, on an as-needed basis, and then once you do the deeper healing, the issues can become resolved? Exactly, exactly. And then you're actually working together, because then your client has these little protocol that they're doing on a daily basis. And it, the choices method, when you get it, you know, when you figure out the sentence and everything, it takes you 10 minutes. I'm sorry, it doesn't even take 10 minutes. It may take five or 10 minutes at the most, but I think that in five minutes you can do it. So I find that it's very um, easy to use, and a lot of people really like it. 
But you can also do a, just a typing script. You know, it doesn't have to be just that one. So any other questions about what I... Could you use that same, um, kind of that same protocol of starting with the coping, tapping, and then do the healing for something? One of my questions was about working with phobias. Could you use that same approach to work with a phobia to first to cope with it and then to heal it? Absolutely, and that's the way that I would do it. Phobia, depending on the type of phobia, uh, it could be released much faster. But, and, and with phobias, like just like what Stefan said at one point, how you can use a coping approach and solve the issues. You may not even have to use a deep healing because a phobia may be something that by addressing the, you know, tapping on the superficial, let's call it, in a, in a coping way, it can be totally resolved. Now, it may mean that it shifts into something deeper if there is deeper issues that, you know, that need to be addressed. Because, for example, um, if somebody has a phobia, and I had a client who had a phobia to uh, lizards, right? Um, and we tapped on the, on, the, on the phobia itself, and she was fine with the lizards. But what came up was completely different. Oh, 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 hold on a second. There's a lot of noise. So I may recommend, you know how to how to mute yourself, right, lady? Because if you need to tape, um, just uh, type or make up oh, there. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> so, um, the, so the issue itself with the phobia with the listeners was fine. But from that, what came up is that what actually had caused it. The moment that the listeners were no longer an issue, she was able to remember, just, just came into her mind what had caused it. And it was that she had three cousins that were constantly harassing her when she was a little girl, and they were actually grabbing lizards and putting them in different, with her dolls and with her things. And, but they were, like, harassing her constantly, and they were very mean. So the lizards were just a symptom. The lizards was not a big deal. What we really had to do the deep healing was on the the, the cousins being just bullies, you know, and the, and the pain and the trauma that had caused. So absolutely. Are you thinking of any particular phobia, Bonnie? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I've been tapping on it. I've had lots of um, different types of treatment for it, and it's, I still struggle with it. And I've been tapping on it, like something that's coming up um, actually tomorrow. So this week I've been tapping on it and it really hasn't um, decreased my, I, I get so triggered. I just get really emotional, really fearful. And so I thought, there's got to be some way, something that I'm not doing yeah. around the tapping that's not helping me to decrease the emotional reaction. And you, would you be able or willing to share what is this phobia about? Yeah. Um, I, a few years ago, about three years ago, I developed this phobia from out of nowhere, um, which is about, um, I had kind of like a panic attack, which I've never had before. And I was going over a, a fairly big bridge. I was driving and I've gone over it many, many times, thousands of times since I was, could learn to, you know, learn to drive. And I had this panic attack and I almost blacked out on the bridge, this really crowded bridge. And ever since then, I have been 
terrified of going over some bridges. I've, I've kind of, through just sheer will and other methodologies, been able to go learn to go over a couple of bridges, but even locally, there's some that I cannot go over, and it stops me. You know, it has really limited me in my life. Right. So, Bonnie, what, because my guess is that the bridge issue came up because the panic attack happened when you were going through a bridge. Now, my my guess is that that panic attack was building up from other things. Is that possible? Yes. So what needs to be addressed in order to deal with the, uh, with the bridge situation is to heal what actually ultimately caused the panic attack on the bridge. Now, for that, I would highly encourage that you work with someone that helps you identify or helps you release in a, diff- in a deeper way. Uh, if you want to tap on your own because, let's say, tomorrow you need to get on a bridge, um, I would highly recommend first start with a refusal tapping. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. It's not good for me. I'm going to have another panic attack. I'm going to cause an accident. I'm going to die, whatever it might be. I'm not doing it. Because instinctively, you want to do it. You're willing yourself to do it. And your system is like creating more tension. So it's like you're at war with yourself. It's true. And that, that instead of helping you relax, your nervous system is already building up because there's all these internal, you know, like at war, right? So do a refusal tapping. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And do it until you just say, well, maybe I want to do it. Or maybe I have to do it and it would be so much easier if I can go through the bridge instead of going all the way around. And in that, when you get to that place, that slight opening, that little window that opens up, then you start tapping on the truth is this had nothing to do with the bridge. My panic attack had nothing to do with the bridge. I know what was going on in my life. It was an accumulation of different things. And I'm working on it, and I'm looking forward to releasing it. But at this time, I choose to believe. I choose to relax, knowing that bridges are safe. Uh, Until that point, I crossed bridges left and right with no issue. I, I know in my heart, I know in my mind, and I know in every cell of my body that the bridge is not the issue. So that's what I would say. And we literally invite your nervous system to relax. Um, one of the toppings that I learned from my mentor, which is, is, is very powerful, is just you can close your eyes and imagine that your nervous system is like this army of soldiers ready for battle. And so when you see them, you say, you know, I I recognize that my nervous system is gearing up for battle and it's ready to shoot whoever is coming near us. And that bridge is now the enemy. And just saying, you know, and now I realize and I send a message to all these army that is wanting to protect me to know that I am living at a, a time of peace. I am living in peace. I'm not in the middle of the war. And just literally inviting every soldier, every cell in your body to calm down and invite a new level and awareness of calmness and relaxation and giving permission and allowing 
to be in a different place. So I hope that's helpful, but I think it is a twofold thing. Thank you. That's really helpful. Really appreciate that. Of course. So, Donna, you've been very, very quiet. I would love to hear. I know that now you're muted, right? So you're extra quiet. (laughs) I'd love to hear some successes from you, and I'd love to hear any questions or comments about anything and everything I've said. Um, Okay, successes. Um, Well, I want to say from our last session that that was really helpful to me to practice, and I really appreciate Sarah, you letting me practice with you because I really I came away with um, just a very good sense of I really can do this, um, and the more that I do it, the better I will get. <laughs> and I'm not louder yet, but someday, who knows? <laughs> um, and then I had a really nice thing happen that somebody, a woman that I had done some surfing with a while ago, and then she missed some appointments and never rescheduled, but she had said she had gotten value out of it. She um, was faced with a really difficult um, court case. She's trying to regain custody of her daughter, and she gets very stressed when she has to come up to appearances in court and she said it had really helped her and she'd done finger tapping. So her her father had asked her because she has a couple of appearances coming up, um, what would be helpful and she said, I really helps me to do the tapping. So he arranged for her to have some more um, sessions with me. So that was just, that's a big success. You know, it just feels really good that she feels that way about the tapping. And last night we had a session, and um, you know, uh, I can look at it and say, well, you know, I know it wasn't perfect, but by the end of the session, she said, "What is going on? My cheeks are all flush, and I'm hot, and I'm." I'm, I'm always cold. I'm never hot. I'm always cold. And I was with her because I know her father. I know her. And so after the session, we stayed together. And she's like, I'm still so warm from this. I explained her it was from energy moving and things that had been, you know, really repressed were moving now in her system. But um, that felt like a big success. Like she could really see, wow, something has changed. That is so cool. But it's a, it's a huge thing, not just that she was flushed and warm, but that her, you know, that she said, yes, this is, the tapping is really, really going to help. So yeah. congratulations. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I, I really, what I wish on you is not that you, are, you end up meaning like me. You are you. You get you to be all your powerful and confident yeah. you. Of course, I don't really want to be you, but I want to have that same flow, that same ease that you have um, in my way. And perfect. And it, let me, it really is a lot of practice, Donna. It really is just, yeah. just practice doing it. Um, I've done a ton of on my own, on, you know, on myself, by myself, you know, with different coaches. And, yes, yeah, having 
you know, a ton of clients helps a lot. So congratulations. Any question or anything that you would uh, that you would like support or help with regarding that client or any other situation? Um. Well, one thing that came up um, was that she wants everybody to be happy with the situation. So even though she wants to regain custody of her daughter, she would prefer to just be able to talk to the woman who's currently the custodian and know, have everything be pleasant between them and, you know, work out everything, and it's not going that way, but she said it several times, you know, I just want everybody to be happy, so we did, we did some work around that, but I just wondered if there's anything that you might um, want to add or, or talk about to that point of wanting everyone to be happy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a wonderful, I'm glad that you asked because um, I can tell you that I had a very nasty divorce. My divorce was not easy. Uh, I was in court with my ex for two years, um, and it was not about custody. We had shared custody. There were a lot of other complications that don't, you know, that are not, I, I don't mind sharing, but they don't come to the issue. But I had I had the same feeling, the wanting like everybody to be happy. And especially, I had this very strong notion, and I don't know if it's the case for her. I want to illustrate it because I think it could be useful if it it brings up, is that I wanted him to be happy because my sense was that if he's happy, he's going to leave me alone. (laughs) And if he's happy, my daughter's going to be happy, I'm going to be happy, everybody's going to, everything's going to be okay. Now, because of that, and this is the risk where everybody, we want everybody to be happy. First is a position where it seems like it's a very generous and very uh, wonderfully coming from our heart. The truth is underneath that, and I'm, I'm very much about uncovering things, behind that, I was really scared of my ex. I, and if he was angry, he made my life hell. So it wasn't that I wanted him to be happy because I'm such a saint. No. If he was happy, I could have some peace. So it was really important to recognize that I valued myself enough and I did had to work on not being afraid of him in order to finally stand in my own two feet, ask for what I thought was best for my daughter and for the whole family, and then move from there. Sometimes he's happy, sometimes he isn't. So I feel like it's very important when we want everybody to be happy is a wonderful feeling, and so I would tap and honor that and bring up at some point in a gentle way. And sometimes I do these through the tapping. I said, you know, it would be wonderful. It would be so great that everybody's happy, and so my child is great, and I'm great, and my, you know, the custodian, is, everybody's happy, and everything works out beautifully. It would be so great. And the truth is, that may not be the case. And still, I want to have my child with me. Mm-hmm. 
I, I may have to go through a tough time before we all come to a place where everybody is happy. And me wanting everybody to be happy does not mean that I'm going to be given. That was something that I did constantly for a number of years. And I regretted it so many times because giving in does not necessarily mean that then you get what you want and everything's going to go smooth. And you're just giving your power away. So it, it, um, it's navigating and actually... At this point, I don't know the circumstances, but if she, has, you know, she hasn't had custody of her child, my guess is that there were circumstances that sure, granted that. So if there's regret or there's guilt that adds on to everything, wanting to make everything nice, um, when recognizing that sometimes um, we have to go through some difficult things in order to uh, feel more confident, empower ourselves, continue to start to start to or continue to value ourselves in a way that we say, you know, I deserve better, my child deserves better, and this is what I think it would be, even if it's going to be challenging. Yes. So um, I hope this, that's helpful. Yes, it is. And it, and it also reinforces what I was saying. It both gave me new things to think about but reinforced that um, – because with this was um, when we check in the sensations in her body with the tension in her knees, mm-hmm. and it really, I saw that connection of, you know, despite this desire to have everybody be happy, I need to stand, I need mm-hmm. to make a stand. Right, right. And, and, and uh, what I would say that is very helpful is to acknowledge the pain of standing on our own knees and our own feet and our own self mm-hmm. and power, um, knowing that, you know, and it's, it's crucial, this is beautiful to use the, the metaphor because if you think about it, creating tension, uh, tension in the knees means that if we create a stand and if we're tense, if somebody comes and pushes us, we're going to fall. So it's not just, it's strength in the knees, meaning I'm right. strong and confident in my position, but I can bend so I can be flexible and stay on top of my feet. Right. So you can even use that as a, I use the body language in such a, in, in such a, mm, because it brings so much clarity, right? Yeah. It's like, it's so powerful. Um, so it sounds like you're doing awesome work with her. Mm, thank you. Of course. Great. So, um, Sarah, I would love to hear if you have any questions. Bonnie, can you, you haven't shared any successes so far. I actually need to run. <gasps> you do? Okay. So do you have any last questions or anything at all for me? Um, maybe just future thinking. Okay. I'm curious, and I'll, I can send an email about this to flesh it out a little bit more. Um, I have a new, somebody that I'm working with, um, and we haven't done any tapping. We've done just the tiniest little bit of tapping. Um, but she presents as so incredibly depressed. Um, she's, you know, she's young, sophomore in college, um, like, like robotic, like almost like, you know, the only thing that I can get from her is like this, like really uncomfortable smile sometimes. And then it's like, back to this. So I, I, it's clear that she's incredibly disconnected from what's happening in her body, but I, she just like, 
I can't get any, like, I can't get any kind of energy to, like, spark, to, like, get anything. I mean, I, we did, the other, last time she came in, we were stretching, we were moving, we were, like, tapping, we were, and it's just, like, nothing. I can't find it. Um, to even bring it to the surface, to do anything with it. So with that. There you go. Can I ask you just one thing, because I may talk, can, can I ask you, like, what is, Somebody sending her? Did she choose to see you? What? She chose. She chose to come. So okay. she's coming, and she's very compliant. Like she'll answer any questions. She'll do anything. But oh my goodness. And what is? So I would. Okay. I, I'll answer when you're when you're gone, Eva. Okay. okay. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Sarah. So what I would like to say about that, and uh, is especially like what she was saying, is very compliant. She has you know, answers all kinds of questions, but there's an issue of, like, um, yeah, just kind of like a catatonic behavior, not much energy. I would start exploring um, what is going on for her and what is she protecting. So what is she protecting? What um, What is the risk of having, of owning her energy, of being more active, of being more engaged in her life? Uh, because if she, you know, if she's kind of like pulled back energetically, there's definitely something going on that is like I'm disengaging from life. You know, like if I'm I'm so depressed, I'm, I have zero motivation, I'm not interested in anything at all, and I'm just distancing myself from the world. It's just too much going on. So clearly, there's there's a lot of sensitivity, and sometimes it's just like building a huge wall behind which they're protecting themselves. So I would start with that. And uh, if, if you're, you know, like, you, you know, Sarah, you were saying that it's so much uh, beginning, what I would really work on is in building the connection. So that would, that would be the, the focus for me, how to build a connection and, um, and really find, like, she really trusts you. That, that, I find that that would be the biggest issue. Uh, before, you know, before you start doing any other, any other tapping, um, and in, at this point, if there is an uh, incorporation of tapping, <laughs> uh, it would be it would be about like you know it's okay to be like this, and I can actually stay in my cocoon or in my shell or in my safe space as long as I need to, and and that's okay, you know. And the world is not a safe place for me to come out. Come out, it's just not safe. So that's just honoring where she's at. Uh, so she lets you in a little bit. That's what I would say. That would be the very first step, and we can talk more. I think we're actually meeting next week, aren't we? I'm pretty sure we are. Let me see. If it's not next week, is the following. We missed one. We had two back-to-back, but we didn't do last week. That is true, and we are meeting on the 22nd. So what I would suggest is instead of, and I, I, I was faced with these, these conundrum a little bit of, do we actually have three in a row where we have these next week and the following, or we can actually do this one the 22nd and then meet next year, <laughs> uh, where we have more time and we can, you know, have that last session um, in January. So I'm I'm open to either way. In, I don't know if it's if you have since you are here, you're the ones that have the biggest boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it might be too much moving around, but. I would recommend doing next week instead of the 22nd because we didn't have three in a row. That would still just be two in a row and then do the last one in January. 
But, but if that's too much moving around, I can do the 22nd. It's just right before that Christmas weekend. So I thought yeah, and you know what I just realized when you mentioned that, Donna, is that even though I actually said it on the 22nd, I'm traveling on the 22nd. I'm, my flight is leaving at 3 p.m. So that is definitely going to have to be on the 15th. I can can, can no, I can do you can do the 15? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I am going to... So you'll have us anyway, and maybe some other people can do it, or they'll listen to the recording. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're doing the 15. Let's, let's uh, talk. Is there any other question or any other comments before we go full on to scheduling the January one? No, I'm good. Huh? It's really interesting, though everyone for sharing and thank you Laura for your insight and your expertise it's so helpful and so interesting thank you it's, it's really a pleasure to just share you know what I've been learning and it's just, I certainly hope it's helpful and I love it um, next time I'm going to make absolutely sure that the recording works but I love it if you if you try things that I mentioned for yourself or with somebody else you know for you and everybody that is listening to the recording and something comes up and you have a question, I'm very happy to do one. And as I said, next time I'm definitely making sure that, that the recording is working. I, I, I don't know what happened. That happened, I think, like twice in the many, many years that I... Um, so let me shift these. So we're doing the 15. Uh, perfect. And then what do you think, ladies, about... We can do we can do the fifth if that's an option, or would that work for everybody? I can do the fifth, yeah. What do you think, Donna? Um, the fifth of January. Yeah, I think that that works. Um, do we do we want to? go one more week just because um, would people have time to talk with others and so on? Would you prefer to do it? Um, do it on the following week? Or I'm, I mean, I'm very, very happy to do it on the 5th. The 5th is actually better than the 12th for me, honestly. Yeah, I think for me it's good because that's a long, you know, that's three weeks to wait. So, that's true. That's true. You know. Perfect. Wonderful. So I will send a message to everybody saying that we're meeting on the 15th and then on the 5th, 4.30 um, to 5.30 or around that time. Sounds good? Sounds good. And I would love that what I'm going to do, um, this time I had, so, I want, there were so many questions that I wanted to answer, but next week I would love to actually do a little bit of practice together. Yes, I think that that was so valuable. Even if we do do little pieces, if we do like five or ten minutes, you know, and we switch, I think that would be great. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So if there's any, is there any, anything else that I can help you with or we're good? Good. Um, I for a moment, I just want to cling to your ankle. I don't want to let you go. <laughs> so, well, I can't think of anything in particular. No, I'm going to practice what you, what you recommended. I'm going to practice that. Okay. And I can report back my 
Well, it's, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment, and I feel really honored. And uh, Bonnie really take me up on it. I mean, I, I would not, honestly, I would not record on the weekends or evenings, but I would be very happy to get an email from you. And if you have a question, I would, I would answer on an, on a, on an audio, which is, which is something that is, I'm happy to do. Okay, great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, so have a beautiful weekend, and we'll talk next week then. Okay, thank you too, and bye, Donna. Bye, Bonnie. Bye, Barbara. Bye.